Now, uh, Congressman, I know not only have you been in Congress for several terms, but you worked on the Hill for a couple of different senators. Mm -hmm. And you know this issue's been around for a long time. Are Republicans being genuine in their complaint that this is moving too quickly? Well, yes. I don't think we should pass bills that we haven't read, that we don't know what they cost. I mean, that, I don't think that's being abusive. Many men wish death upon me. Blood in my dog and I can't see. I'm trying to be what I'm destined to be. And niggas trying to take my life away. Welcome to the Tech Politics. Let's take a podcast where we talk about pop culture, political shit, and all that entails. I'm Sly. I'm Ryan. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. All right, so we were going to do an episode on something fluffy and cute, the Pepsi ad, <laughs> but uh, we just had some breaking news. <laughs> Time to talk about healthcare. Healthcare. But I thought healthcare was untouchable. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I know. All right, fuck, so last time, we, me. last time we talked about this, it was back when uh, it looked like Trump Care was dead in the water, and Paul Ryan was crying and listening to Papa Roach. Yeah, and, and uh, we were t- me, and, me and Ryan talked about this uh, off air, and Ryan was like, "See, slides going to be optimistic," and I'm like, "No, just because we won this time doesn't mean we won forever." And Ryan's like, "No, we won for good. Health is untouchable, unalienable, right? And we won." And cut to yesterday. When the House just pat voted to repeal Obamacare and pass a worse option. Well, it makes sense. You know, the Libertarians couldn't get on board before because it wasn't shitty enough, so they shittied up the bill. And they're yeah. like, can you guys buy this now? And they're like, I, I can get behind this. Which always goes back to my <laughs> ultimate thesis in my life is never hope. Hope is a mistake. <laughs> the one thing... Is that okay, why you hate I, Obama? Yeah, fuck him. What does Audacity it? of hope? How dare you? Yeah, exactly. That's my, that's my, I'm going to make a book called Audacity of Hope and take it literally. Okay, one thing I just want to say is it's only a quarter of the way through where it has to be. It's not the law yet. Yeah. So now, instead of calling your representatives, which you fuckers didn't do enough, and it passed through the House, so you have to call your senators. Yeah, like, all our, like, it's, it's... It's frustrating because for us, it's like, okay, we'll call the New York senators and they're going to be like, yeah, I'm voting no on it, obviously. And then, yeah, I mean, for us, yeah, but I'll get to when I talk to our senators' offices okay. later. But it has to get through the Senate and they're going to change it and whatever. And then it has to go back to the House and then they both have to agree on, like, the changes. Now, if Mitch McConnell does some shit bill that's just, like, a little less shitty or whatever, it's not like the House is going to not let it through this time. Like, if the Freedom Caucus, if they put anything in front of them to repeal Obamacare, they're going to go for it. So we have to stop it from getting to the Senate. If, that's, if the, we can. that's the goal. We, we, yeah. we, we have, um, it mostly relies on, relies less on us and more on the sh- people with a somewhat less shitty uh, But for the record, there are also lots of things you can do, like donate to people that are running against senators, like the guy that's running against Ted Cruz, What's his name? I don't remember, but he's great. He's got a funny <laughs> name that always makes you think of Bort. But, like, you can donate to the people running against them, and you can also really send the message that, like, my House representative voted in favor of this health bill, and if I really make the message that he has to politically pay for it, then it shows senators, you don't get to buckle, you will be held accountable for this. That is one thing to keep in mind. Yeah, but uh, those those ramifications will be down the line. Hey, Sly, did you call your congressman? Well, my congressman's a very it's a very strong. Did liberal. you call your congressman? Well, I'm very comfortable to say I support you doing this. I yes, guess, 
But, yes. But he already knows I fucking... I, I, does he? Does I, he? I, I How call, does he know you didn't call? I called him I, I, I called him back when it first came up saying, I, I'm glad you support Medicare for All, which he does. Okay, so Hardline Left to Sly made one phone call a month ago. And I'm like, you call me every fucking couple weeks saying, I, lo- I love yes. your plan, I love your plan, I love your plan. No, it, it does feel pointless to call people who obviously agree with you and are going to vote no no matter what. Like, You should call your congressman every fucking week and when they and, do and something And spam them so that way they will, they'll be like, fuck my constituents, I hate them all, they're all fucking no, spammers. When you, when you do something good, you say, they, you did a good job, I fully support you, I stand behind you, keep fighting for us. And when you do, th- when they do things bad, you say you did something bad. So I don't want to hear about how we can't do shit, Sly, because uh, some well, of well, us well, you heal more shit about this shit, because I'm going to say we're going to can't do shit and deal around. But first, let's discuss this fucking bill. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So let's first talk about what it's trying to replace, the Affordable Care Act. Yes. Yeah, so Affordable Care Act, uh, which is also known as Obamacare. Yes, they are the same thing. A lot of people don't know that. Gassholes. Yes. Because of but it's because of public propaganda, Obamacare became the separate bad entity. All the Pharmacare Act is what people. Oh, that's what I enjoy. Like keep that, but get rid of Obamacare. That's obviously yeah. The socialism. It's affordable, and you want less Obama. You don't yeah. care about Obama. No Obamacare. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, uh, you know we're like mocking people for being stupid about this, but like in a lot of states, they purposely obfuscated uh, the connection. Like in Connecticut, yeah. in, in Kentucky, uh, McConnell said, "I'm a big fan of Kentucky Connect." Where the fuck his uh, statewide? Uh, for the record, though, Kentucky had the most had one of the biggest successes under Obamacare, thanks to their governor. Yeah, but because um, he expanded Medicaid and it was a huge success under Obamacare. Yeah, and and uh, Mitch McConnell says he's a fan of Kentucky Connect, but Obamacare is evil. I'm going to defund Obamacare, but uh, but he supports Kentucky Connect, even though they're, they're the same fucking program. But that's how the, that's how fucking Republicans operate. And that's only if they uh, actually. Accepted Obamacare money because a, a lot of states still haven't accepted the Medicaid increase uh, that Obamacare. Yeah, they made. opted to not expand Medicaid because they're like, "Fuck you, we're not taking your money to f- take care of our people." You can you, you shit Obama. So one thing that I do think is important, we should define the difference between Medicaid and Medicare. Yeah, Medicaid is for, basically Medicaid is for poor people, Medicare is for old people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Medicare you can start collecting when you're 65. Medicaid is when you're uh, below the poverty line or on like disability. And one of the things that Obamacare did was expand Medicaid, where it raised the level that you could get it. So yeah, if mm-hmm. you were above the poverty line, if you were slightly above the poverty line, instead of just below it, you could, if your state opted to expand Medicaid, you could. Yes. And so the Obamacare, uh, so I just started with the 2008 uh, primary with Hillary Clinton, because it's, it's important to point it out, because originally Obamacare had a public option where... Uh, There'll be state. There'll be state a uh, state option for healthcare run by the government, and that will compete with the private insurers. And that was that was one thing uh, that Obama ran to the left on Hillary on, which is a lot of people like talk about. Oh, it's such a big divide, but they're pretty similar on most policy issues, and the way they they've acted, they're pretty similar, except for like foreign policy and a few issues. Yeah. And in the '90s, Hillary did fight for, or she, you know, attempted to fight for. A single payer system, and this model that Obamacare eventually took was the GOP alternative. Yes. So it was the Republican alternative to a single payer healthcare system where everybody pays taxes and everybody gets healthcare. Yeah, and also, so and also, Mitt Romney was one of the first to enable that program. So it went from Heritage Foundation to uh, Mitt Romney, and then uh, Obama promised to have a policy to the left of Hillary Clinton, but then when the bill started actually getting formed, the public options dropped. The individual mandate, which means like if you don't pay health insurance, you will get taxed, was included, and it became uh, basically the same as what Hillary is planning to do. So, 
Yeah. Now, Sly and I disagree with this, but I take the argument that they're given the Congress that Obama had, he would not have been able to pass a public option. I, that's the way I feel. Sly thinks he should have fought harder for it. How do you two feel about it? Didn't he fight for, like, years to get it passed, though? Fought for years, but the public option was always... When they described it, they always described it as a basically bargaining ship. It was never, like, it was going to be part of the bill. Like, it was it was always... And keep in mind, he was... It was he, one of the first things to go. Yeah, when yeah. and also, when, when he was debating it, he was cutting all these things from the bill to appease Republicans, and at the end, no Republican actually voted for the bill. And they only got it really? passed through reconciliation, yes. which is you make it as a budget measure. So he increased it. It was all like how they budgeted it. So it passed through Senate with 50 votes instead of 60. That's how they got it through in yeah. the first place. So basically he compromised to make it appeal to Republicans. And all Republicans were just like, fuck you, we're not taking it. One defense is that uh, a lot of um, the blue dog Democrats, which all got voted out later on because they're all shitheads. Uh, the, all the blue dogs were, were not would not have voted for a public uh, option because they're all fucking corporate assholes, which is valid. But um, I I always felt that Obama's entire presidency. You can see with Trump, he never used the boy pulpit. He never talked about any of this, this stuff in, in in public. It was only if you followed Washington, if you knew about uh, him fighting for all this stuff. And even like a lot of the policy making was done behind closed doors with insurers, like the actual decision to drop the policy, the yeah. public options. Like it was all behind doors. He never used the, the boy pulpit. My logic is just look at Trump. See how much he, he's able to use the boy pulpit and compare it to Obama who barely used it ever. Cause yeah, it's a really good point. Uh, and, uh, at this point in Obama's like presidency though, he had passed a lot more legislation than Trump did. Yeah. Obama, Obama, I think that's important to know. Yeah. But, no, but uh, it's, it's partially important, but it's also important to have the people and Congress verbally publicly hear what you are, your vision is for the country and what you need to get done. Yeah, that... and I, I mean, if Obama pushed this more, people wouldn't wouldn't get Obamacare and the Affordable Care Act confused and think they're different yeah, things. Yeah, right. And then they try to they try to do a clever thing where they try to adopt the Obamacare name and, and say like, oh, maybe they'll assume it's a good thing, but it kind of backfired because I uh, like you should never adopt the GOP labels because that's only I don't know Trump takes shit used against him all the time and now it's like like we talked about fake news leading to his you know his rise and now it's used as a way to bully the mainstream media it can work that's true you're saying but Trump has the the attitude that makes it work no drama Obama did not yeah I was I was basically gonna say that uh like um Obama didn't one of his big failings was not I think to was not using his position publicly and vocally enough. You want him to tweet more mean things about Not the tweet, Republicans? But you can give a speech and be like, this is really important. Also, to, also, even like, you know, we, we talk about tweeting as if it was like, oh, uh, Trump tweeting about fucking what eggs he ate for breakfast that day or whatever. But uh, Obama uh, was no, became popular during the campaign for his use of social media, like being one of the first presidents to do that. The YouTube fireside chats and stuff. But, yeah, actually, I didn't mean tweeting like actually facetiously. Yeah. I meant it seriously, like he, should he have done this more? And one of the things is like Obama pushed healthcare and stuff he pushed obamacare after it was made like there was so much of him like going on like between two ferns and like ellen and all this stuff talking about healthcare.gov and i think that's that's all well and good but i feel like the damage was already done at that point where like he was doing damage control instead of publicity he was trying to make make it popular after it became unpopular yeah he was trying to get a lot of people to sign up for it Yeah. yeah so some of the other big parts of obamacare that are now you know the, some of the big talking points of this bill 
are he they set up state exchanges so like if i when i got my healthcare through the public exchange i went through like new york healthcare.gov or whatever the website is. i don't know the website yeah either. ny healthcare.gov yeah yeah, yeah. And that, you know, it's linked through healthcare.gov. So you could go to healthcare.gov and then it'll take you to your state marketplace and it lets you, that way, all the healthcare I get is up to New York's legal standards where like if you live in a less regulated state, like, you know, Alabama or Mississippi, you kind of are stuck with your state's, uh, you know, your state's quality of healthcare legally. But so it, it was good and bad. Where, like, if you were in a highly regulated state, it helped because now I had to get my insurance through a New York company and I I didn't have to go to the lowest common denominator. But, but you know, that's, that's one of the big things that they set up. And another was insurers were no longer allowed to ask you about pre-existing conditions. And if you wanted insurance before Obamacare, they could look at your medical history and say, oh, well, you have cancer or you have, you know, a history of diabetes or whatever – you you have to pay more for health insurance and that was taken away for obamacare so sick people could get health care for the same cost that healthy people did and then when not enough pe- healthy people signed up it got more expensive for a lot of people you know in the national average it it raised the premiums raised at the same rate they thought they would like it's not like obamacare skyrocketed but in some states like i know my family's health insurance stopped being accepted on a lot of doctors and their premiums did go up after obamacare yeah yep and I think this is going to be extremely unpopular, and maybe you guys are going to lynch <laughs> me. But I, I understand uh, for – I don't think it's it's ethical really, but for an insurance system to charge people more for being sick makes sense from a practical standpoint. You're such a capitalist, Phil. It's like – no, it, it, that's what insurance is though. It's, I know, but here's the thing. Uh, this is why capitalism sucks, and that's why your precious <laughs> capitalism is a bunch of bullshit because – and, the, and the, I, would your ideal system be like people always talk about the dangers of communism? Like that's that's why I'm such a, a huge communist. And you, 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 have, you have so many people. But here's the thing: because you, you so like its pe- danger. But people people point out there's flaws of communism. And if you ask me to be sincere, I will admit there's flaws of communism. But here's the thing: no one will ever fly with a gun to his head will admit communism is a flaw. But here's the thing: no one will ever admit that that's an inherent flaw of capitalism. The fact that in a purely capitalist system. Uh, everything will be all about profit, and then the, the people will die. To, uh, insurance companies have no incentive to pay them, and that, that's not viewed as a fl- failure of capital. That's just viewed as uh, no. Hold on, hold on. Before we like outside of this, the this discussion we're talking about. If we had ten people all chipping in for something, and one like if we all were chipping in that uh, you know we can't afford to rebuild our houses, but we're all going to chip in for fire insurance. So if one of our houses burns down, we all can just use that pool. Yeah, that's just that's just socializing fucking uh, uh, But wait, hold on. But if my if my house is already on fire, I and I want to pay the same amount as everyone else or if my house is much more likely to catch on fire, does it is it not fair for me to have to pay more into that pool because So I your house should burn down and you should die. No, uh, I'm not uh, saying. Come here, that's what I'm talking about, Phil. No, You're talking no, about logically, I, capitalistically, profit-wise. I'm talking about fucking mainly if, if more if fucking morals let that person fucking die in that fucking house. No, and, the, and that's the that's the big thing is I understand what Phil's saying. However, if you, we lived in a world where you everyone had the choice to buy healthcare or not and they did not then like if we had a public option or and everyone had the option and you opted out of healthcare and then your house started burning down then i understand but in a world where so many people die because they can't afford it at all i don't think that's a fair argument 
I'm also, not saying it should. I'm not saying it should be pre-existing existing conditions should not be covered. I'm saying that there is there is a, a reason that argument exists. I want to bring up at least regarding Phil your analogy about those four people is that the difference here in this situation and why I think it's different is that some people with the pre-existing conditions they don't have a choice in what they do like people with diabetes aren't like well i did this to myself yeah, i of should pay I more know. yeah and that's the that's problem with, i know like, I, it I, makes I... sense from a business standpoint but it's just something it's like it's a cost we have to eat together phil did do you support the obama regulations on pre-existing conditions to not allow companies to discriminate based on that yeah I do, yeah. From a like, you have to, you have to. From okay. a humanitarian perspective, you have to. So if you and I, because we're roughly the same age, and you know, same, you know, let's say I had, you know, childhood leukemia or something, and yeah. you didn't, you think yeah. we should pay the same for healthcare? Yeah, it, it's okay. like it, I, I, like I understand why people are against it on some level because, like I said, it's like it's not just because that that exists from childhood leukemia, but some people really just like fuck their bodies over, like you know, drink every single night, and then I, I have to pay for that extra. Yeah, it's like time, people that smoke to get lung cancer, and it's like, right. well, I have to pay for your habits? But I get it, like, you, you yes, like, you, you should. The, the, the thing that's, the thing that, like, I agree with you conceptually, but the thing is, I'm not comfortable drawing a line yeah, I, anywhere. Same, same thing here, where you know, I'm like, like better yeah. to all just chip in and uh, take care of each other. You know, because, like, especially as we go further into, like, studying addiction and, like, cultural issues and yeah. like you know like if you're raised in a family of alcoholics and you're an right. alcoholic and you have kidney yeah. and liver problems i don't yeah your parents ra- raise you on mcdonald's and then it's like you're fat and then you're gonna have to pay more in health insurance i'm gonna pay for that but like you were ra- you know it, it is really tough to be like yeah you know just because i grew up eating ve- veggies like you know it's not i didn't really have that much control over that until i was older yeah so um is there anything else that you guys feel is important to mention about Obamacare? The, the individual mandate pisses a lot of people off. The fact that you have to get health insurance. Or mm-hmm. you pay... Does anyone know what the f- it's, fine actually is? No. It's actually, Isn't it's, it like 1200 bucks or something? I guess it increases every year. It starts so okay. at like 200 and then it goes like to 400 and like, I guess double, I think. Yeah, one of the, the complaints okay. I've seen about it is that the fine is so negligible compared to the premiums you have to pay for healthcare, depending yeah. on what yeah. your income is, that a lot of people just eat the fine because it's much cheaper that than was actually, paying healthcare. That was actually... It's funny because... As, as more and more conservatives were coming out against the mandate, my argument kept being, it should be way higher. Because, like, the you you should have to have health insurance, but whatever. There should well, be a public I think, option. I think, I think I kind of agree that, like, what, what happens is if you have health insurance, you go to the doctor more regularly, you actually are less of a drain on the system because by getting checkups, it's not like all of a sudden you have stage 4 cancer and we need to, like, give you a million of dollars worth of medical care you you would hopefully get this stuff pre- like preventatively done mm-hmm. yeah to prevent us later on the down the line having but, but i get people also like it takes away my choice to just fucking die so <laughs> what, uh, what a great is, choice but the thing is if you show up at the hospital yeah, they're going to take care of you rack up a $50,000 bill and die the hospital has to eat that money yeah and then the costs go up for all of us anyway yeah. So fuck them. They should have to have health insurance. <laughs> yeah. I heard. Uh, I heard the the, the increasing subsidy. What happens is when you get t- charged a tax subsidy, they actually put you on health insurance, like kind of forcibly. 
Okay, that's actually another big thing that I want to mention about Obamacare is there's tax subsidies. So based on your income, they can help you pay for your premium. So for example, based on my income, you know, I'm not going to give you guys all my tax returns because nobody apparently has to. But <laughs> I, my premium for the healthcare plan that I'm on right now should cost $400 a month. It costs me $200 a month and the other $200 is a tax credit that gets factored into my taxes at the end of the year. And I have friends that lost their jobs that were put on Medicaid and or like I have family that has has a bunch of kids that the government helps them pay their insurance. So that comes from taxpayer dollars. And one of the ways that Obama paid for it was they there were increased taxes on the wealthy, including pharmaceutical companies and health insurance companies. Yeah. Uh, so he, one thing we should mention is uh, this is what this is Trump's argument uh, is that Obamacare was set to explode anyway. Mm-hmm. And I had oh yeah, that's like a cornerstone of his argument. That's yeah. why he wanted to keep Obamacare. Like the one reason was to let it implode on the American people. But even even before even before Trump got well, I'll get to that too because that's a very good point. But even before that, even before Trump was in office, he was campaigning on the fact um, this article from Fortune. From last year, Fortune, Fortune, from I think Fortune magazine. But, I think it's pronounced Fortune, yeah. not Fortune. <laughs> but um, basically, talks about how the, the Obamacare premiums for 2017 were going to jump 25 percent, and said so the array jumped uh, a huge amount from from uh, 2015 to 2016. And one thing that uh, that was a big deal last year that got overridden by all the other shit happened was Aetna and United Health Group. Uh, both uh, and Anthem, they ba- they uh, they both said they're losing money in exchanges, and uh, Aetna and United Health both pulled out. And Aetna, when they was pulling out, they uh, they were trying to merge with a, a sister company, uh, like a, a competitor, I mean. And uh, they're basically just like, oh, it's it's too costly to cover all the stuff with just this one company. If you make us get a monopoly, it'll be much easier. And basically, trying to uh, blackmail the uh, affordable health care. A, a lot of reports said that they said, we're going to pull out if you don't let us merge. If you bust us for antitrust reasons, we're pulling out of yeah. the exchange. And uh, to our government's credit, we actually did uh, prevent them from becoming a monopoly. Yeah, Obama stuck to his guns. But what happened is now Edna stepped out and a lot of places now have only one insurer for the whole state. Like one, yes. five states have that. And also, one final thing, Obama, before he left office, started saying, yes, this sucks, but... We should get public option. That'd be great. Like after uh, eight years, he finally brings up yeah. the public option again. Damn, like the idea works. of him saying that before he steps onto the plane to leave. Yeah. See ya. We should we should have public option. So that's one of the things that actually originally I looked at it as one of Trump's the only thing that Trump said that I was like I should look further into this. This might not be the worst idea. Was getting rid of state lines to increase competition. But then the more and more I looked into it, the more I realized like then every company is going to move to... I don't want to scapegoat Alabama. I don't know Alabama's laws. But just let's scapegoat to shittiest state and then they'll... Yeah, to shit state is whatever. Yeah, because the less regulations a company has to deal with, the more likely they are to move there. That's why people outsource. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but... um, And to get to what Daryl was saying about uh, Trump, and this is why why I'm... uh, These are two reasons... I'm going to love these two reasons back to back. This is why I'm, I'm pessimistic about our ability to stop... This uh, man, these three articles, man, there's so many things to talk about. This fucking thing, this, this goes to my whole entire life philosophy. So, uh, and you could tell how fucked up it's gonna be. So, <laughs> so one is a fact is that the wealthy, if Obamacare gets replaced, the wealthy are going to get 
$144 billion in tax cuts because of this. Because yeah. all the subsidies and stuff are funded by tax cuts, but originally they're going to get a huge tax cut for this. And uh, so there's a huge incentive for uh, Trump to uh, enact this uh, plan. And number two, and this is a, a bigger issue, but I might as well bring it up now because I don't know how many people are aware of this. So uh, two, uh, two uh, researchers from... Princeton University and Northern Western University did a study over 15 years and saw how much public policy had an effect on decision making, and they found out it had almost no effect. It was a negligible effect on policy making. Uh, but what happened? I'd really have to see that yes. data. That seems insane. It is insane. Well, I'm looking at a BBC article saying, "Study: U.S. is an autocracy, not a democracy." Like that's actually the BBC article name of this. And so basically, but what has a huge effect on it is. Uh, money, money. People with money have way more effect than public policy. So now, uh, here's the conundrum we're in. Uh, so now, uh, Trump, after the, the fail the first time, Trump said, "These are all these subsidies here, basically, and they have to get funded. And if we don't have a better health care, it's not going to be able to be fundable." He basically walked up to the Affordable Care Act with a baseball bat and said, "Nice stuff you got here. It'd be a shame if something." Happened. Exactly. So now, we're going to go f- eight years or four years, probably eight years. Maybe who knows. Of Trump and this fucking house and whatever, dodging the, the uh, health cares, Affordable Care Act's uh, demise with so much incentive and the prime motivator for public policy decision, money being all behind defunding it. I, so, like, I don't know about that though, because as loath as I am to cite Trump as evidence, I feel like if that was the case, then Hillary would be the president. Yeah. But a lot of people did support. A lot of people with money did support Trump too. Yeah, but more people with money supported Hillary. So if you're saying that it's all just money, yeah, that, but doesn't, that, that doesn't gel. But that, that, that's a, that's a, a bonus toward democracy because our vote is the one time, like that, that's why a lot of people they called it the, uh, the brick vote, where people were like, I have no fucking stain system whatsoever, so I'm going to toss this brick, this brick called Trump, into through the window of the establishment, and like a lot of people didn't, didn't like visualize it as that. But uh, they... Oh, that I absolutely understand. Yeah, so, so, uh, so now, I want to compare the, the people voting Trump to throw Victor to the establishment versus now th- uh, uh, things changing during the modus operandi of the Senate or the House. Uh, so, let's look at this brick that just passed through the window. Yeah. What's in this bill, Daryl? The American Health Care Act. The American Health Care Act. So this is, it, like kind of the same as Paul Ryan's, just it, again, drafted by the House, so it has some of their stipulations in it. So, the AHCA would remove the tax penalty for failing to have health insurance coverage. So, it gets like rid of the mandate. Mentioned before. Yeah. But in place of that, insurance companies can't cut uh, them off or charge more for pre-existing conditions as long as their health insurance doesn't lap. What do they have, a 63? Like 60, days. 60 yep. days, yeah, okay. I think it's actually 63. Oh, okay. And in which case, they'll also get a 30% premium surcharge. So it's one of those things where now, instead of punishing you for not having health insurance, when you lose your health insurance, they're like, well, now we're going to punish you for that. Is, if you like, lose it, it and then get it again. Yes. Yeah, is, is it like, but isn't it when you lose it and you get it again, it's like a 20%? It's 30%. Uh, 30%. 30%. But don't you have to pay it out once, I think, or something like that? I think so. Because yeah. from what I heard about this plan, like, uh, uh, not to be the milk so liberal, like, it does have... 
some benefits if you're young and healthy because like that's a typical um well that republican. that's more about the how the tax credit works yeah but it's, there's this typical republican strategy if you're well off man you're gonna do well much better under our plan mm-hmm. if you're in trouble fuck you basically yeah that's I, that's the whole thing though that's what that's what it is it's like we, we don't want to be subsidizing sick people anymore so phil saying he approves right yeah i did it guys <laughs> the hca also eliminates income-based tax credits and replaces them with age-based tax credits, meaning that some people are going to pay more and some less depending on where they live. For instance, a 27-year-old making 30000 a year is going to see an increased $2,000 hike in Nebraska, but will pay 2000 less in Washington. And old people, by default, will see their prices rise all around the nation. It doesn't matter where you live. Because yeah, because instead of getting it based on their income, it now is just yeah. strictly based on their age. And because old people are sicker people, yep. it really fucks them, which is kind of unexpected for a GOP bill. Yeah, yeah. they're all fucking but old. But it's one of those th- funny things, like, as long as they can get it through and no one makes a big stink about it, they're like, all right. Damn. I actually don't know if this bill has, but I know for uh, a lot of the earlier versions of the bill, they're trying to delay the ramifications until basically, like, as, long, as far as possible, until, like... Like, tw- like at least until the midterms, but maybe even until uh, 2020 if they could. I don't know how long, when this one kicks into effect, but you could tell a lot of Republicans wanted to, to make it seem like they didn't vote for this when they did. Um, almost all of the ACA taxes would be eliminated, including taxes for incomes over 200000 a tax on health insurers, how much health insurance companies can deduct from executive pay, and a tax on medical device manufacturers. This estimates to a total loss of $592 billion that the government would get from taxes. So the fiscally responsible party is fucking the deficit. But I think they ah. want to they want to they want to cut taxes and also cut spending. Yeah, except see, it's yeah. this is the thing is that they're they're going to be losing a lot of money, but they're going to pretty much screw over Medicaid. So Medicaid would be a considerable change that would roll back on the expansions the ACA provided starting in uh, 2019, cutting federal reimbursement for anyone that li- that leaves the Medicaid role. So um, anyone that has a fluctuating income above sixteen thousand a year and/or changes jobs frequently would That's essentially so not a lot be of money cut off yeah. as soon as they left the pool. The government also changes the entitlement program, where they pay the health costs for all those that qualify, to a grant program that gives states a fixed dollar block grant or a set amount of money depending on the enrollees they have. And the CBO estimated back when this was Paul Ryan's baby that this uh, it would cut Medicaid spending by around eight hundred eighty billion. So the thing, the, the stuff to unpack there is, so the CBO is the Congressional Budget Office. It's a nonpartisan office that basically just gives a report that's like, this is how much it's going to cost. This is how it's going to affect people. And last time they tried to vote before that report came out and it came out and everyone was like, this is awful. So they, so, and the bill got shut down. So this time they didn't let them release a report. So the fiscally conservative party, the fiscally responsible party, <laughs> voted on a bill that nobody has any idea how much it's going to cost or what the impact is going to be for healthcare, which is a sixth of our entire economy. So yeah. fuck them. Ugh. And so what Daryl was saying about the block grant is basically, like, let's say you lived in a state where the government said, we're only giving you $8 billion for Medicaid. And let's say your Medicaid budget was $10 billion for all the people that are on it. Then the government would say, too bad, find that $2 billion somewhere else, like cutting education or law enforcement or literally anything. Or, raises, or raising taxes, right? Yeah, or raise taxes or just let those people die. So, fuck. It's going to be the last option. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to be the last option. 
No, they could cut it. They could cut education. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. That's Screw you, Phil. So. I'm trying, trying to avoid getting into a, a capitalist argument again, but <laughs> this is what happens because, like, under capitalist system, if you have purely capitalist, there's no incentive to socialize anything basically because by default, it's better to have everything be privatized. People who make the most money have the most power, and who's going to speak up for people who have, who have who are going to be hurt by? Uh, the lack things getting privatized more and more. Yeah. Get, paralyzed. I, I agree. I agree. I, I don't think everything should be privatized. Like the problem with certain industries trying to be privatized is that some of them we have to think about less as what is most efficient and what is like ethical. Like healthcare and education, you know, you might say, well, it's it's more efficient or practical to have them be privatized. But if people are dying or kids are not getting an education, then it's 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 a moot point. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and- if education doesn't make money. But the kids are being educated and making a yeah. better country. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And, and my, and my point always is, uh, uh, people talk about freedom. Yeah, freedom. Like Phil said, Phil kind of alluded to saying, "Oh, you have the freedom to die." Basically, it, uh, but like, what real freedom is, in my opinion, and people, uh, cap- libertarians might disagree with me, saying, "Fuck you." It's like not, it's it's all about freedom to keep your shit, whatever. My opinion is, freedom is about how much economic freedom are you giving to people, and that's that's where you really because people have the right, right to freedom to die. Or, or that's it. That's not really a freedom. Yeah. Like, like freedom is being able to have your kids go to a school, getting educated, and when you get educated, you get more options. Freedom is having not to worry about your uh, bills, bankrupt your healthcare yeah. bills, bankrupt. Freedom is great when you have options to choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Free will means nothing if you don't have a choice. Yeah, I agree. I, I think a lot of people when they see privatizing stuff though versus socializing it is they'll say uh, if. If healthcare, for example, is if we have better doctors in the U.S. and shorter wait times, but some people get left out, I would prefer that to a country where it's universal healthcare, but the whole system is is less efficient. Yeah, than I wish I had. I read some study about that that people preferred more to have less wait times and have less people covered. I bet that study depends varies wildly based on who you ask. <laughs> Because if you yeah. ask people that can't afford healthcare or have to choose between healthcare and food, yeah, you know, like I I grew up in a, a like a wealthy enough family where like I needed braces, so I got braces. Like that's not an option for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, the final thing that the HCA does that I'm going to cover is that it does maintain protections for people with pre-existing conditions, but allows states to apply for a waiver that lets them opt out of the regulations. Ah, the MacArthur Amendment makes me want to die! Yep, including one, that states can now charge elderly people five times more than young people on the same policy. Two, they eliminate essential health benefits, which include maternity care, mental health, and prescription drugs. And three, charge more and deny coverage to people who have pre-existing health conditions like cancer. These are the people that fight to let these mentally ill people get guns, but not health care. Yep. It also allows employer-based insurers to instate annual and lifetime benefit limits. And, um... Lifetime benefit limits? So that means, like, let's say you have a lifetime benefit limit of $100,000. Usually it's it's more than that. But then you and your family... One year, somebody gets really sick and it costs $80,000, and then the next year you spend $20,000 in doctor visits, they never have to cover you for a dime ever again. The Affordable Care Act had previously like banned all of these policies, citing them as discriminatory, but the MacArthur Amendment attached to the uh, AHCA no longer qualifies them as discriminatory. And um, the AHCA provides $138 billion, uh, excuse me, 
the AHCA does provide $138 billion over 10 years for people in these high-risk pools like those with cancer, but the consulting firm Evalier Health has concluded that this is inadequate for the current number of people enrolled. And again, because the CBO hasn't um, officially reviewed this, this is the best we can get is other firms looking at this and saying, this is not going to last. Yeah. So one thing about the pre-existing conditions thing. So we, we talked about how if they if a state applies for the waiver through the MacArthur Amendment, then they're they're allowed to opt out of the pre-existing conditions thing. And one thing I do want to clarify is there's a lot of headlines going around that there's things like like rape and domestic abuse. Yes, that those are, are pre-existing conditions. They're pre-existing conditions. Now that is not a hundred percent accurate. Like, yeah, it's pretty inaccurate. You... Yeah, I, I'm looking at the Politifact article right now, and they they rank it as mostly false. Basically, what it says is these things could fall under that pre-existing conditions if your state allows it, and 44 states outlaw that in their insurance thing. So technically, if one of those six states that don't decide to make things like rape or domestic abuse pre-existing conditions, then and all the healthcare companies move to that state, then it is possible. But it doesn't expand what a pre-existing condition is. So it's... I'm not saying that it's completely false, but it's... It doesn't do that yet, but it sets up a series of events that could lead to that in the future. And to add on to it, there's some stuff like if you happen to get raped, sometimes they'll do um, HIV testing on you immediately afterwards. But now the insurance companies can look at that and they can go like, well, we can't test for that because AIDS is a pre-existing condition and we're not going to cover you for AIDS if you happen to be diagnosed with it. Yeah, so it's, it's not as cut and dry as like Bustle says it is, but it's not a total fallacy that people are upset about this thing especially because now you can buy over state lines right so if this bill went into law if this bill goes into law you can buy over state lines but right now uh we have it so that you can only buy in new york for example new york Healthcare. um but this would allow then all these companies to just the, the states that regulate the least can be the cheapest healthcare that everyone buys a lot of a lot of this stuff is also not gonna be clear until after the yeah. like, just, just like Obamacare. It's not gonna, we're not gonna know what's in the bill until it passes, which is yeah. So the Republicans because the Senate could change it. Yeah, I mean, the Senate yeah. will, it has to go through the Senate. We don't know what that form will be. And also, I want to take it back to my pessimism a little bit and talk about what what we should do going forward as well. Yeah. So, uh, so like Phil, right? right like I was saying, uh, public policy has no effect on you know uh, what our actual oh. bills are. But I do want to. I do think Ryan has a better idea than you know just giving up and being despondent. Because uh, if you let your politicians know what what you feel, a lot of them are pretty spineless and they will bend. Yeah, and to add to this, to make this like even to really drive home how accurate Ryan is with this, this bill passed the AHCA from the House. 217 votes to 213 if two gop members deflected it wouldn't have passed and you can look up there's whip counts that um websites produce that show you who's undecided who's on the fence who has changed from yes to no or no to yes so that you can like harass and call them we it's like it's up it's like idealistic to say but at the end of the day like the system 
they are intended to be not spineless, but they, they at the end of the day, they want to keep their jobs. They're your representatives. They think, Literally, yeah, that's what they're especially called. Especially in they, the House, because they're up for re-election every two, two years. Every two years. So, like, if they think, when I go home, I'm going to get fucking voted out of office, they are going to vote how people complain to them about. Yeah. So, going forward, uh, another valid point of this is there's going to be more elections coming up, obviously, and that's where uh, your vote will really count because that's when you. And if they're the not vote. in your district, your dollar can count. You can donate to these people. Yeah, and so uh, as we as we gear for 2018 and 2020, and what might be the end of the uh, likely end of the the world, character, world too. But like <laughs> uh, going forward. Um, the big question is, um, if if ACA gets repealed, what 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 is the Democratic message now? What should it be? And what it is now basically it was kind of summed up by what Democrats did when the bill passed, where they started all saying na na na, hey <laughs> goodbye. Uh, Democrats, Which, if for anyone that doesn't know, they actually were singing that as that bill was passed. The Democrats, exactly, the that's not a joke. Yes, yeah, saying yeah. basically. I mean, I fucking hate when politics are covered like a game, and people, especially politicians, treat it like it's a game. But the message they were trying to send in the dumbest, callous, most out of touch way was, "You're gonna lose your jobs in 2018." But that's the, that's my my what my getting to because Democrats do treat it like a like a lot of people treat it like a fucking game. I like, go, oh, you, you watch sports and you're trying I mean, to see. What's at the, counterpoint though, it's less callous than the Republicans wheeling out fucking yeah than their actual bill. They're wheeling they're course. wheeling out Bud Light to have a party in the house. Of course, but here's here's the the big concern. Uh, uh, I think twenty uh twenty sixteen proved the, the the Democratic strategy, which has been for a long time. Watch it. Watch Republicans shit the bed, and you'll win just because people realize how shit Republicans are. That policy does not work. Uh, what happens is people go over the person with a stronger vision. Democrats have not had a stronger vision yeah. since Obama. If only we had a firebrand running for Democratic <laughs> presidential position who would rile people up and man. But that's, but 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 like having a strong central vision, which Hillary did not have. She yeah. said, Medicare "I'm with her though." I'm sorry. Trigger warning That's for Hillary supporters. Yeah. I, I bet people are going to be mad at this. Yeah, but like uh, Hillary said, Medicare for all will never happen. Uh, that's a quote from her. Yeah, she, her whole thing was tempering expectations. She's like, well, Obama had trouble doing this stuff. I'm not going to have trouble doing this stuff. We're just going to we're just going to keep things the way it is. And if you're doing shitty in the system, which a lot of people are, a lot of people still haven't recovered from the recession. Minorities suffered worse than than white people. Uh, and also the working states like Michigan, the Rust Belt, they suffered worse than a lot of states. Hillary still people saying, vote for me and you'll get what you have now. And Trump, Trump basically like, vote for me and you might get fucked over, but you might get things get better. At least it's something different, right? Yeah. And, and I, I think I, I think that's a fair point, especially because I, I, I really got annoyed throughout the whole election and after how like so many people who are like diehard Hillary supporters are like, you fucking Bernie bros, you like you 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 white male privilege, you all you're looking for is this stuff that's non existent, but you're not thinking practically. But if you really look at presidents who we remember in history, it's not ones who were like uh, hey, we're gonna get to space. Maybe like I, I'll try. I guess they're like we're gonna go to the fucking moon this decade. Like yeah, you, we you, literally don't remember the milk toast president. You have <laughs> to be a, a a not not even radical. I don't think he was really that radical. You have to be like Sly said. You have to have a, a strong vision and push it. You have to push yeah. for yeah, it. Yeah, you have to. Trump, have... It, Trump is actually as much of a dickhead as he is. He does push for his stupid ideas. Like, Who would you rather be, LBJ or Jimmy Carter? 
But but that's it's not the yell by Hillary because that fucking happened. The point is, yeah. going forward, a lot of people want to keep the Hillary mentality. Like Nancy Pelosi would love to fucking keep that mentality. But uh, I believe Bernie has the good idea. What he did was he passed his own uh, bill in the House for Medicare for all, and they got the most support out of any uh, okay. such bill. I so would far. really like to stop re-delegating the 2016 election if possible. Because it's, I'm really sick of having this fucking conversation. I oh, understand. I agree with everything you're saying, Sly. But we've every episode is this now. <laughs> yeah. Is that, have you talked about Bernie Hillary as much? We talk about so. it, all, or maybe not on air. Yeah, it's like, not on air. But we've talked about this. And like everybody, I mean everybody, everywhere I go, it's just, Hillary was a shitty candidate. That's why she lost. Let's move on and be actual. No, but a lot of people don't accept. So everyone fucking accepts that. We're not. We're gonna keep. We're gonna keep talking about. <laughs> we're gonna sit here until you're ready to admit that you're wrong. We'll okay. stay in this car. We're not even gonna move. People act like we don't get to be petty. But it's not a point about that. A lot. A lot of the people. That are part of Tom Prez's ca- cabinet for the fucking DNC oh, are Hillary Clinton people. They're people that support yeah. that fucking they they, they support Back her. They have the same mentality. Like you can't say redelegating does nothing. It's a message of what we did no, wrong. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But and I, that's I, I, why I, there's been a lot of issues that the DNC is not backing candidates like John Ossoff in Georgia that like can win. He can win yeah. this special election in the runoff, and like they're not giving them the money that they deserve. But, that's because that's because uh, uh, neoliberals, neoliberals. Yes. <laughs> but okay. So the other thing that I want to talk about, and we I'll get keep it. this quick. <laughs> I'll keep this quick. Is Sly talks a lot about going forward and what we do, and I would just like to run through a couple personal anecdotes of what I experienced yesterday. So one of the things is we talk a lot about like you know, is it worth it to reach out to these people and. You know, like, all on on Facebook, is it worth it to have these arguments with people you're never going to convince? But the reason why I, I say it is, is because it's not always just the people you're arguing with. It's the other people that see it. So after this healthcare bill, I made some long, obnoxious paragraph about how fucked it is and how the GOP just wants us all to fucking die. And I had five different people reach out to me and be like, you know, I keep hearing about this healthcare bill and I... I was very mad at them for not asking me the day before the vote, but th- they asked me, they actually wanted to know because they saw me yelling at people about it on the internet. And I think it's more important than ever to, when someone gives you a little bit, you get them on your side and you tell them what's going on. Because I had my, one of my aunts that I, it's not the aunt I always use as my straw man, but it's an aunt that has always been on the other side of the aisle than me. And we've, she was pro the Muslim ban and she was pro Trump and all these things. She's always pro law enforcement, no matter what. And she said, me and my girls or me and my kids are on Obamacare. Is this bill really going to get rid of it? And I said, yeah, this is what it's going to do. And she actually said, tell me where and when to be and who to call to stop this. That's a big deal that, and you know, I, I have someone that has sworn by Congressman King because he always stands up for the police and is a, a good Republican and a common sense Republican and does what's right, write a heavily angry, harshly worded letter that like, listen, I've supported you for years and I really feel like you stabbed me and my family in the back with this bill that I need to know from you why you supported this bill. And that is, I've never seen that 
even in Trump's America, I haven't seen that much bipartisan. We have to do something about it. It's this. because it's affecting these people. I know, but and what I'm the saying Muslim is, stuff in the <laughs> no. I know, I know. It's because it's affecting them. But when someone gives you that little bit, you take it. And that's that. That's the genius of socialized programs. Uh, that's why FDR, Social Security, and Medicare are so untouchable because people who white people got affected by them so and they don't want their shit taken away from them mm-hmm. and obamacare like we might mind talk about this uh, i don't want to get too, too much but one of the flaws of obamacare was it's a lot less straightforward in social security and uh, medicare where social security you get a fucking check you work you work your life you get a fucking check and then you get money for working uh medicare you get fucking health insurance Obamacare, you have to go on the website and go through all these processes and buy insurance. You basically get, to, instead of getting freedoms for money after retirement, getting freedom for this, for healthcare, after retirement, you get freedom to go on the website and to go on the marketplace and write. And shop around on yeah. government sanctioned, yeah. uh, yeah, health insurance. But, Phil, but, but not to, like, it's, it, the problem is it's more obfuscated, but the general idea is still there. When people realize eventually that it is going away, they got pissed. Yeah, yeah, people that complain about it, their big thing isn't like I don't like isn't that I don't want any health insurance. If they're on it, they're like, I want my premiums lower. Like I need right, you to right. change this. Yeah. And and I just wanna walk through just a couple of the phone calls. And I'm not I'm not doing this as a like jerk myself of look at how much of a fucking activist I am. That's not the point. I just wanna show people how easy it is to call your representative. So I call all the time, and I called my congressman, and last time this healthcare bill came up, I told him, uh, I talked to his staff, and his staff said, we get our healthcare through the Affordable Care Act. If I felt he was going to take it away, I would not be here. Which, either they were lying to me, or they're really, really dumb. (laughs) But I called today, and I talked to the same woman, and it's her job to sound like chipper and like she supports them and there was a visible well i guess audio difference yeah she's a listener not a viewer right yeah there was audible audible, by the way there was an audible audible difference audible.com sponsored (laughs) (laughs) name dropping a sponsor there from there was an audible difference in my conversation with her today and she tried so hard to make me less angry and she's a sweetheart but I was like, how can he support this bill? I do not understand. And she goes, I mean, did you did you read the bill? And I said, yes, I did. She said, I tried. It's really long. You have to give, like, you got to give these people credit that they can even understand these things. And I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't. It's, it's their job. It's their job. Also, also most, most uh, uh, fact about Congress, most people don't read the actual bills. They have AIDS do it. Yeah. 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 And AIDS is a pre-existing condition, so they should get rid of them too. So... <laughs> They And I talked to her for a while, and basically, and I talked to the D.C. office, too, and they were both like, well, he supports it for these reasons, and you should talk to him on his Facebook page. So I did. I wrote a long thing, and I went back this morning, after I did this yesterday, and all of the anti-American uh, Healthcare Act comments had been deleted and taken down. Really? So it's, yep. So it's just hundreds of, yeah, fuck Obamacare. Thanks for standing up for small business, which I also told them. And they were like, I don't know anything about that. I said, well, you should because wow. that's that's fucked up. Because I actually – I saw when you posted I looked at that and I was reading through some of the things. And oh, I, it I wasn't was just, popular. I was surprised that they get rid of you. Well, I guess I'm yeah. not that surprised. Well, they at least got rid of mine and – 
others because I saw other people complaining about yeah, it. Yeah, and yours and I, was like very metric. It wasn't like uh, they you don't, weren't swearing like, at him all over the place or threatening him. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of that. As our as our local uh, R the Donald correspondent, uh, someone <laughs> yesterday was posting a breakdown of the bill in good terms. They're like how why it's good for this, this, and this. And they did complain about a few of the provisions, and their post got deleted like three times. And because they they accused them of concern trolling, I don't know if you're familiar oh, with this concept. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. everyone on the Art Donald who is critical at all, but they say, "Hey, I'm a Trump supporter," but everyone thinks they're actually a an anti-Trump person who's trying to like weasel their way in. So any criticism of Trump now is seen as concern trolling. So even if you, because he praises this fucking healthcare bill almost all the way through, he just had a few complaints about it. And now they reposted it. Someone, a mod reposted it without any of the complaints. And he's like, that guy's banned. Man, but this, here's his, that has here's become his such an insane propaganda machine. Yeah. And, yeah. Like and, at first it was just like, let's, I don't know. We, we could get into our yeah. the And just another, uh, another thing that I want to point out is not every congressman. And like, I hate my congressman. I think every vote he does <laughs> pretty much is to fuck me. And I disagree with him on every single issue. And at his town hall, wow, was it pathetic. But what... It's not that easy for everybody. Like my, uh, I have family members that are in Peter King dis- King's district, and they were calling all day and never got anyone to pick up the phone. I have never had that issue here in That's New crazy. York's first district, and like I have never had that issue getting in touch with somebody. Whether they deliver my messages or not, I don't know. They say they do, but like they give all the illusions that he gives a shit. At least he listens, you know, a little bit. He pretends to care. At, at least they mark down someone complain. Yeah, at least like, they mark down someone complains. And it's not that easy for a lot of people. So, and that's when you have to start protesting. That's when you have to start calling every day until you talk to somebody. And you say, it is unacceptable that I cannot air my complaints. That is when you spam their Facebook page. That's when you're an asshole. Because that's your right. That they have to listen to you. They have to. And I called our senator's office, and, like, Phil mentioned this at the very beginning of the episode, that, like, what are we going to do? We're going to call our Democratic senators, and that, like, Gillibrand and Schumer are not going to vote for this fucking bill. Of course they're not. But what that does is it sends the message that you have people in your corner. Because think about if a thousand people call them and say they're against this, and nobody calls them and says they're in favor of it because they go, oh, they already know. They don't know. They don't know unless you tell them. And when I talked to Gillibrand's office, our senator... They, they were, I asked, it was like a half hour after the vote. And I was like, I just have to express my support that like, I really hope that Senator Gillibrand does everything she can to shut down this healthcare bill. And the the staffer was like, yeah, you really think we're going to vote for this? And I'm like, no, I, I just, I feel like I have to do something. And she's like, I totally get it. We've been talking about this all day. We've been getting phone calls all day. The... So much of this bill seems like the House needed to show their conservative base that they're doing something. We do not think this is going to pass the Senate. We have to keep fighting it. We're not going to roll over and assume it's not. But don't worry. We will fight for you. And that that did more to calm me down than any Facebook post, than any think piece. Because there are people that fight for us on our side, but they need our support. They need our money, and they need our phone calls, and they need take our time. My, take my energy, Senator Gillibrand. <laughs> but that is important. There's yeah. there's a difference between hosting a podcast with your friends or being in your echo chamber Facebook groups and actually making a phone call. It takes 30 seconds, and there's apps that do it for you, that fax them for you. You don't even have to actually do anything. You just have to hit a button. And 
this is more important than ever. We cannot let the energy of this resistance die because the stuff like the Women's March and the Science March, these things are important, but they need to translate to votes and they need to translate to money. And I know not everybody has money they could give, but everybody could spend an hour canvassing when it's in 2018. And we need to fight, especially if you're in a red district like I am. Well I agree. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, before we wrap so, up, I just want to—I just want to point out there, there was a senator, uh, I can't call him, I should say, who said he's going to vote for the Affordable Health Care Act, just as long as the governor promises not to actually enforce it in the state. So. Well, well, that's the thing—is what a lot of uh, the—that's what even my congressman who voted for it, his at office, the staffer said there are people that that voted for it with the assumption that it would not be... Well, I brought this up first. I was like, there are people that didn't read it and voted for it saying they want to repeal Obamacare, but they hope this doesn't get... Uh, this doesn't get, like, It's like the enforced. people protest voting for Trump but hoping yeah. he doesn't become president during yeah. the election. Yeah, but then, and it's then, also then, like, you, you score points with your party, too. Yeah, it's like, yeah and I said, up. I don't know how our congressman can... can be comfortable in a party that does that. And she had a long pause. She said, well, uh, we can't, we can't comment on those people, but I know our Congressman believes in this bill. (laughs) Okay. Well, fine. But, but like, we should be, I looked up the guy. We should be supporting candidates like Beto O'Rourke, who's running against Ted Cruz. Even though I don't live in Texas, I could give him money. Yeah. So don't need to Beto O'Rourke right now. Yeah. Our, our other sponsor with Audible. Yeah. yeah. So is is that enough? Is that it? Can I go? I think that's enough. That's <laughs> it. That's enough. Stop okay. it. So Stop I would it. like I would like to say that we have taken our Facebook group, Oops I Talk Politics, and now it's Oops I Talk Divisive Issues, and it's for both podcasts. So you should check. Yeah, that if out. you're listening to us and you like comic books, well, <laughs> you're in luck. But even though every comic book thread has still been like, but should we punch Nazis? <laughs> yeah. So it's it's very much kind of it's it's the same. It's divisive issues. It lives up to title. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely join that and you know check us out on iTunes and rate and review and subscribe. And you should also go to comraderadio.com and check out some other shows like who? Who should they check out? Square Roots. Okay, yeah, check out Square Roots. They're halfway through Kingdom Hearts, Daryl's favorite game of all time. Oh, confirm. <laughs> and it's great, and it's really fun, and I like Kingdom Hearts. And even if you don't, the group, I think not you... not the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean, I like the game too. But whatever, I like the game too. <laughs> Me too. Fuck you, fuck you, Daryl. Uh... But even if you don't, it's it's a fun. It's been a fun run. I'm I'm gonna call your representatives. <laughs> I do approve of right support of this game. Call, call I'm our call, call every day. Call Malcolm, our head representative. <laughs> How can you support this game? How can you support this podcast? You should defund immediately. <laughs> anyway, uh, just call your senator. Never yeah. stop. All right, so that wraps up our episode. Thanks for listening to Oops I Talked Politics. I've been the communist. I've been Bork O'Rourke. I've been a capitalist dog. And I just lost my health care. It was like end of the podcast. Comraderadio.com Independent Podcasting Network.